Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and each week we celebrate and commiserate with best-selling authors, parenting experts, and moms around the world. Work-at-home mom, I feel like, is more common than stay-at-home mom. I don't know why that is. I mean, I think being a full-time stay-at-home mom is hardest job you can do and there should be pride in that and I think it's that part of it I need to get back to who I was prior to this baby well reality check stop you're never you're never gonna be that person again and why then we should be that same weight again or that same body type again I don't know why we think you know we can emotionally change but our bodies need to go back to this like pre-baby body 2017 I mean, we made it through 2016. I feel like we all deserve a round of applause. Before I kick off this episode with the luminescent Sarah Haley, uh, the incredibly fit woman sitting across from me in studio, I want to remind everyone to go to iTunes.com backslash Atomic Moms and subscribe. And you can get over a hundred of our episodes at your fingertips. Please leave a review if you like what we're doing. We appreciate it. Guys, it's 2017. <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of cheating right now. We are pre-recording this episode because I'm just, I will have just come back from a whirlwind trip to Detroit and Austin, Texas with our toddler. So I'm recording this uh, in advance in case I don't survive that trip with my child. <laughs> It'll be great. Sabrina will be great. Um, I have Sarah with me. Sarah, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Okay. I want to uh, share a little bit about your bio. You have been married for 11 years. Is that correct? I have been married, oh, shoot, since 2004. That's 12? What? That's 12 years, right? <laughs> What? Okay. Well, we will update this bio. Um, the time just keeps going by. I know. Okay. But so I've been Sarah. with him for like 17 years is the ridiculous part of it. That's crazy. We've been together since we were 20. So college sweethearts. That doesn't happen in Hollywood. It, it doesn't have a period anymore. No, you're right. It's not just <laughs> us anymore. No, we're, we're not just old. <laughs> We're not just like the deviants who can't stay married on the West Coast. Like no, no one can. No, it's yeah. just... I think people follow their passions now and they put that on hold, which is totally fine. I mean, and now you can even have children and, and do that before you get married anyway. So it's just, I feel like it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I agree. Is uh, Sean, is he Haley? Or is no, I said Haley is my maiden name. My married name is Breuer, but it's way complicated to spell. And so I am legally a Breuer. You are. At I least am. you do the same thing as me. Because yeah, I'm it's legally my stage st- name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm legally Stekiel. Um, but I wish I were Haley instead of Nos. Yeah, uh, I mean you can't really mess up Haley. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Okay. So you've got two sons. Uh Landon is five and a half and Liam is two and a half. Uh before we go on to your all of your accomplishments, you have something to share with us. I am going to have baby number three. <laughs> What's your due date? June fifteenth ish, summer baby. Mm-hmm. So I have a Mar- I have a Landon's a March, Liam's a May. I'm a June, so it's between Liam and me. Oh, that's great! You yeah. can like spread out those birthday parties just yeah. enough. 
just save up enough. I might have to share. We'll see. Yeah. Um, By the way, how are the birthday parties for you with Landon and Liam? You know, I didn't do a big birthday party with Landon until he was three. And so Liam really has, I guess this will be the first year that I probably do a party party for Liam. Uh, I always just did family or we just, we did something, just the four of us. A lot of times family's been in town. All my family's in Chicago. So they sometimes come in for the boys' birthdays and we just do something there. Uh, I mean, not that I'm judging, but my opinion is when there's big parties, like prior to that, or maybe, and maybe I'm even pushing it at three, it's for the parents, right? I mean, the kids mm-hmm. have no idea what's happening. I feel like three was the first time that Landon was conscious of, it's my birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sabrina was so conscious of it. Yeah. Her third birthday was in September. And I felt a little bad because uh, we had started a new preschool and we decided just to keep family. We we did a cool thing. We went to the beach um, a couple hours away uh, and stayed at a friend's little beach house. So we did like a little mermaid weekend with Sabrina, just my husband and me and her. And it was awesome. She had a few uh, complaints about the cake. Uh, She didn't like the flavor, (laughs) (laughs) but um, it was really nice. But, but she was really, uh, she leaned into the hysteria of birthday. And I was so lucky that I was able to take, you know, donuts and, sugar up all the kids at preschool. You're welcome, parents, um, by celebrating it there during like snack time at least. So she felt like she got something because yes, it was the first time where she was like, what are we doing for my party? Yeah. Which is, I mean, at least in LA, it's a crazy thing. I'm actually looking forward to, so Landon will turn six this year and he's in kindergarten. And I feel like we're finally past, I don't know what the rules are in the rest, in the rest of the country, but in LA preschools, they highly encourage you, if not kind of mandate it, that you invite the entire class, which right. is ridiculous. It's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people. And so the past parties for Atlanta have been pretty big parties. So I'm looking forward to this year, him just literally picking out the friends that he wants to have come and kind of having a more intimate birthday party like I remember having as a kid. Right. Leaving kids out. Totally. <laughs> Just kidding. But yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, genuinely I having your close you. friends I with hear you. you. Um, okay, so you started off as a dancer. Uh, you've performed uh, in the NBA. What team? So they are now the New Jersey, or now they're the Brooklyn Nets, but I danced for the New Jersey Nets back in 2002 when, ironically, they were in the finals with the Lakers. Wow. <laughs> okay. So are you called a, a dancer? It's not we a cheerleader. We call ourselves what dancers, but okay. the rest of the world calls us cheerleaders. You know, and- it's very bizarre. Um, I guess I've had over a hundred episodes, so maybe it's not so bizarre, but you are the second NBA dancer I have had really? on Atomic Moms podcast. I'm telling you, it is one of the highlights of my career. It was so fun. I mean, it was when Jason Kidd played and there was all this controversy with him. And uh, I mean, I was living in New York City and it was a great, actually, it was a great paying job because they have to compete with the New York Knicks City dancers who are like the highest paying in the NBA. And I think we were right behind them. So it was actually a decent job yeah. in itself. And I grew up loving, I mean, I grew up with the Chicago Bulls and the 3P. And so I love basketball. So it was just a really fun job. And honestly, it's partly what got me into fitness because at that time, my coach and a lot of the girls on the team. They were subsidizing their careers by teaching fitness. And so I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, I had dabbled in it a little bit, but uh, it really got me encouraged and more interested in it by seeing, you know, my cohorts do it. 
And around the same time when you were living in New York, you were also occasionally performing off-Broadway. Was that as a dancer or yeah, an actor? Yes, so it was a dancer, and then it a little bit became as an... I kind of fell into the acting, and I honestly fell in love with it because I really like actors. I think actors are just the most fun people, and they're still, they honor so much you being different from them, where with dancers, you're always competing kind of for the same exact spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a character-driven role. You're literally like replicas of each other. Just think Rockettes. So it's. I just feel like they're a little bit more cutting edge, uh, mm-hmm. and friendships are not as real sometimes. Yes. And with actors, I found the opposite. Yeah. I found them so endearing and They're so helpful. They're big cuddlers, right? Yeah. Like, I learned how to hug because of acting. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody so would I have really these, like, cuddle being, parties. Not, not that I didn't love being a dancer because dance is my passion and I just love to move my body. But I found being an actor to be just really rewarding. And I gained a lot of really good friends that I still have from it. Okay. And then for seven years, you worked as a Reebok Global Master Trainer. That sounds pretty heavy duty. It was. Um, that's crazy. I can't imagine doing it now as a mom. (laughs) What does that mean to be a global master trainer? Did you travel the globe? I did. (laughs) I literally did. Uh, they, they are really the ones that changed my career. And I would say taught me everything I know from just being in front of the media to doing DVDs to having to encounter every personality around the world possible. They would send me to Hong Kong and India And uh, I went to London a ton and trained instructors and trainers from all of those countries. And I loved it. Again, I'm glad I got to do it before I had children because it would be very challenging to do it now. Did you ever feel pressure where you were like, oh, this is my job. I've got to stay fit. Oh, that. And then you're like, oh, this choice I'm making at 11 p.m., standing in front of my fridge, this is not good for my career. No, no. I mean, I can relate to all of that now. Uh, (laughs) But that's what I, that's what I really feel blessed about motherhood is it's made me understand my clientele so Mm. much more. Ooh, tell me more about that. (laughs) Well, I just, when, when I was in it, it was my job. uh, And honestly, I say I could eat whatever I wanted because I was working out so much Mm -hmm. because it was my job to do so, right? I was teaching Mm -hmm. like 20 classes a week in New York City and then traveling and and doing all this. So yes, when it came time for a DVD, did I smarten up my diet a little bit? Yeah, but also I think anybody who has been really fit, what you find happens when you are is you only really want to be putting healthy stuff in your body anyway because it kind of completes the package. Mm -hmm. So when I was in it like that, that was, it was healthy living right. probably to an extreme. Um, yeah. Well, and with the dance background, I imagine you're yeah, super and I'm regimented. Yeah, I'm a person. I, my weight loss journeys have been my pregnancies. So I have not had that struggle. I don't have that story mm-hmm. of I was this overweight kid and I had to lose all this weight. My pregnancy weight loss stories are really my journeys in terms of okay. having to lose weight. How much did you gain with the first pregnancy? Uh, with both of my pregnancies I've had so far, I gained 35 pounds. I didn't get on the scale after that, so maybe it was like 40 by the end, <laughs> uh, which I would say is a pretty average amount, uh-huh. right? I don't. It's not an extreme amount. It's probably a really healthy amount. It's what your doctors want you to gain when you're somebody my size. Uh, but, I mean, getting that weight off was a pain. <laughs> yeah. Did you have expectations? Like, well, when I start nursing, it'll fall off immediately. I had expectations because of the industry I'm in. I was like, I'm fit. And I was healthy during my pregnancy. I worked out during my pregnancy. So it should just come off. 
Right. And half of it did. But man, those last like 15 pounds, when you're trying to figure out life as a new mom and then as a second time mom, that's even harder in my opinion. You have no energy. (laughs) Yeah, it's challenging. I'm not looking forward to doing that again. (laughs) Okay. Well, this leads me to, uh, I will round out your bio with uh, your newest DVD is Expecting More, the fourth trimester workout, which received the National Parenting Publication Award. Congratulations. Thank you. Both of them have actually. The pregnancy DVD did too. Uh, I am probably most proud of that DVD. Which one? The fourth trimester? Okay. Because the pregnancy one will definitely keep you fit during your pregnancy. And I think it the benefit to my DVD in particular is that there are so many different genres of exercise on there. There's strength training, there's Pilates, there's dance, there's sports drills. It's very uh, conclusive. Is that the right word I'm looking for? Sure. Sure. <laughs> all inclusive. That's the word I'm looking for. It's all inclusive. Uh, but the fourth trimester pr- workout, it really solves a problem. Okay. What's the problem? The problem is women don't know what to do after they've had a baby. They don't know how to pace themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't know the correct exercises to do. Because if you do the wrong stuff the wrong way, after you've grown a child inside your body for nine months, you can really mess it up. Or just nothing will happen at all. So at least one mom out there listening is like, well, I guess I can don't have to work out in that fourth trimester then because I don't know what's going to mess me up until I get your DVD. But what, so give us some, uh, what are things to look out for in the fourth trimester or how can we exercise so many, appropriately? So many things. And uh, I pause because it's stuff that people don't want to talk about. So one that's not as personal is diastasis recti. Okay. So, yes. You've you heard about this? experienced this. I had it with my second. And I'd always heard about it. I've seen, obviously, it in women. But you know when it happens to you, you're like, okay, we need a solution. So you were pregnant at the time. I was pregnant at the time. And obviously, as a pre and postnatal expert, I knew to test myself for it. And so I found it in the middle of my pregnancy. I have a crazy video on YouTube, if you want to see it, where I'm testing myself for it. And I've had so many women who've seen it on YouTube and are like, oh, my gosh, that's what my belly looks like. And I'm like, hey, you need to stop doing X, Y, and Z then. So picture this, right? You're, picture a six-pack that we all wish we had. <laughs> and you've got the two sides of the six-pack. So you got three and three. In the middle of that six-pack is tissue, and it's called the linea alba. As your baby grows, right, it's going to push against your abdominal wall. And naturally, those abdominals are going to separate some. They have to for the baby to grow. If they separate too much, then it's what we call a diastasis recti because the muscles have come apart so much that now it's going to require more work and the right work to actually bring them back in a safe way. What often happens is women don't realize they've had it. And so then they're trying to do like crunches to fix it, which is the worst thing that you can do. Um, or they're just like, oh, I had a baby. This is what it's supposed to be like. And meanwhile, they're a year or two out and they still look like they're in their first or second trimester. Because it doesn't make your stomach protrude. Mm -hmm. Because think about that. If the muscles never come back together, you can never smooth that back out. Sometimes too, and I see this a lot, especially on Instagram with some of my pregnant yogis, they're doing all this arching, all this like kind of up dog Mm -hmm. and uh, arching of the spine. So think about that. You are trying 
to minimize this spreading of your abdominal wall. And yeah. meanwhile, during your pregnancy, all you're doing is, is arching and spreading that part of your body more and mm-hmm. more and more to show off a beautiful pose or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are some benefits to, to it. I'm not a yoga expert, um, but I do know prenatal yoga experts, and they would tell you to stop doing that at a certain point during your pregnancy to minimize this diastasis recti. Wow. Um, it seems like Pilates would be good for it. Pilates is great is great for it. Because it's like kind of bringing it all in. And Pilates instructors, for the most part, will teach you the correct way to engage, which is not to be abrasive and try and like shut your abdominal wall because you also don't want to fight what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why in some ways I'm always like, why are you doing crunches? I hate crunches. They're about aesthetics, really, right? I mean, you're not going to see results from crunches unless your body fat is so low that you're already... Um, Crunches always make my stomach protrude. By the way, what's Probably, that? Most most people aren't doing them correctly. Yeah, I think of, and think about this. If you have a diastasis recti, right? So you're, I want you to check me right now and see if I have it. I, I will definitely check you. I love it. Like if you're I'm going not, out and in and out. Could and I? In, I, had my, I had my kid three years ago. Could I have this? Oh, you definitely could. It, there's different severities of it too. Yeah, uh, I don't think my I do. Theory I think I'm on myself personally is that I probably didn't close my abdominals as much mm-hmm. as I could have after my first, right? I tested my, I remember testing myself after I had my first and at one point being able to fit one finger, which is not considered a diastasis recti. It's like two fingers. I'll show, I'll show you how to do it. Um, it's best to watch a video. I hope yeah. this comes across via my voice, but if you are lying on your back, like you're like, you were going to do a mm-hmm. setup, right? And you just lift your head up. As you do that, you want to stick two fingers vertically into your belly button so as you come up, you want to see how much space you can get between your abdominal wall there in that like linea alba portion I was talking about. If you can fit more than two fingers, you probably have what's diagnosable as a diastasis recti. But the reality is all of us after we have a baby are going to have some sort of space and you want to close that as much as possible. Okay. Can we close that with your DVD and yes. also by going to the doctor? Yes. Okay. Well, so a lot of OBs aren't familiar with it, unfortunately. What? Or they're familiar with it, but they'll say go to PT. Right. Because it's not really their forte. Like mm-hmm. their forte is to have, right. help you deliver a healthy baby. Um, my OB this second time too, I kept having her test me for it because she is very familiar with it. And some of them will give you a wrap to wear post-pregnancy, which is a good idea. Um, so yeah, you can, I would definitely talk to your OB about it. Okay. She just, she might not be as concerned as how, you want her to be. Right. You, how free, how, is this pretty rare? No. No, they say at least a third of pregnancies, and I think it's probably two-thirds. Or what? More. That's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, when I think of my fourth trimester, um, and probably fifth trimester and sixth trimester, I, I've brought this up on the podcast in the past. Um, my biggest challenge with working out was my bladder. And, like, if I tried to jump rope for more than 30 seconds, I would pee my pants. What do I do? Kegels? What's Kegels, but it's not like Kegel your brain is out. It's not that it's not kind of that situation, which I think everybody thinks Wait. like if I just do like 50 Kegels a day, it's gonna fix it. So when I mentioned before, one of the I was saying diastasis recti maybe isn't as personal, but yeah. we're not talking about your, let's face it, vagina. Yeah. <laughs> there is something. We love that's vaginas called... on atomic moms. <laughs> okay, good. Then we'll we'll talk about <laughs> vaginas <laughs> for the next hour. But there is something that's called a prolapse that I feel like is just, I feel like diastasis recti actually has been talked about a lot in the press this year. But so a prolapse is when either your 
uterus, your bowel, or your bladder starts to protrude outside of your vagina. What? Again, because of the pressure from the baby. Now, this Outside of your vagina? Yes. So wait, you can see it? You can sometimes see it. Oh, you couldn't so see it me. May just, so yours may have just dropped a little bit, right? Okay. You, or, or it might not have. I mean, it might just have been that you had weak, weak tissue following I think it's just birth. the weak. Yeah, and that's what probably it is for many people. Uh-huh. But what you do but need your people... OB to check you for, your midwife, is has your, has your bladder or your bowel or your uterus lowered? Some Sometimes, bottom out? And some, in severe cases, will bottom out. And this is why when you have had your baby and you're thinking like, oh, this feels, I guess this is what it's supposed to feel like after I've had a baby, you need to l- talk to your right. OB. I mean, I've heard people say, I think something's falling out. I, th- something wow. might be falling out or it might be really close to it. And if that's the case, then they can give you tools. Again, they can send you to PT or pelvic floor specialist. But to me... By the way, in France, they have pelvic floor specialists. Yes. Like, that they encourage yes. mothers to go to. And I think insurance might pay for it. But they probably do. I should have my next child in France. I would encourage everybody, if you if you have the means, <laughs> to go to pelvic floor specialists. In Paris, preferably. Send us Instagram pictures from your trip. Right. Can you imagine? Yeah, I want to spend my fourth hits. trimester in Paris. <laughs> everybody should. Yeah, we deserve it. Yeah, but that's, it. The, that's, that's what you're facing, I think, if you are not careful post-pregnancy. And by careful, I mean don't go back too fast. Don't go back too much. Oh, I went back too fast. I went back too much. But the problem is, for me, exercise was my anxiety reliever. And it was my release. And it's what made me feel good. I was, I'm embarrassed to say, it feels like there's such... Um, not animosity, but, you know, saying how much you gained or didn't gain, like it's so triggering for people, right? Like we oh, all take yeah. it so personally and we all compare ourselves. I think I gained like 19 or 20 pounds with Sabrina. Um, and uh, my milk was like, I don't know, I think it had a billion calories because the the weight did drop off with me with nursing, um, which I know doesn't happen for most people. It like all went straight to Sabrina's face, which was really funny <laughs> My mom was like, when are you going to stop nursing? Her cheeks are so big from nursing. I'm like, well, that's that's not actually why her cheeks are big. Like, it's not from sucking and also, like, support us in our healthy decision-making. But <laughs> I uh, I would exercise a lot, and I'd feel good. And then I'd wonder, why am I so tired? Why am I so irritable? Um I would get really, really ravenously hungry. Um, and I think I pushed myself way too hard. So the next round, whenever that may be, I will really have to check myself. And- I think we are smarter the second time around. I know I know, I was. I know everything my OB said. I was like, okay, I did it by the book. Uh, and that's the thing I would tell people. I would say one of the most common questions I will get via email, social media, however people like to contact me, is Sarah, my OB hasn't given me a, my appro- my approval to exercise yet, but what can I do? And my answer is listen to your doctor, listen to mm. your midwife. If they they see your vagina. Right. <laughs> they saw what happened during yes. your labor, why wouldn't you trust that person? They've gotten you this far. They've gotten you your healthy baby. Help them help That's you great. get through this part and don't and- do anything yet. And also, what is so important? Like, why are we so driven to do that? For me, it was like, I want to prove that I'm 
like nothing's changed. I can still accomplish everything that I could accomplish before. And I can, you know, it's like, I'm not going to miss a beat, which is ridiculous and totally crazy because now I have a human being like lying on me, you know, 20 hours a day. Well, I, it's funny. It's, I think it's what we said before when we were talking about how long I've been married and, and how I met my husband in college, like that doesn't happen anymore. And I feel like it's also that pressure of no one's quote unquote, just a mom anymore. Right. Right. I mean, even if you are a stay home mom, so many people have these little side businesses or right. work at home mom, I feel like is more common than stay at home mom. Uh, and I don't know why that is. I mean, I, I think agree. being a full time stay at home mom is the hardest job you can do. And there should be pride in that. And I think it's that part of it of I, I need to get back to who I was prior to this baby. Well, right. reality check, which I talk with my girlfriends about all the time is stop. You're never, you're never going to be that person again. No. And why then we should be that same weight again or that same body type again. I don't know why we think, you know, we can emotionally change, but our bodies need to go back to this like pre-baby body. Well, I think we're afraid we'll be left behind in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, had, and I, had a, society, I talked with a girlfriend by... the other day who's like 65 and she's going through the same thing in terms of aging. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, God. We got to move. By the way, thing. Sarah, you and me, we got to move. We cannot be doing this in L.A. Like we cannot age gracefully in L.A. I am moving my ass somewhere else for that experience because <laughs> I want to be able to embrace it. Right. Yeah. Um, but I to go back to why do we push ourselves and why are we trying to catch up for last, lost time? Um, we recently had uh, the doula, she's so incredible, Latham Thomas on, and she was just talking about how as women we're all sort of raised to feel like we're not enough. And I think that that's um, part of it is like we, part of it is we want to reclaim ourselves, our prior lives before we gave everything over to our child. Part of it is we want to be empowered, or at least I'm speaking for myself, like why I went back to exercise so quickly. Um, but I really should learn to like sit with myself instead. Like what would it be like to just sit and try to meditate for 30 minutes instead of going for that run? Like why do I feel that need for endorphins and to get it all out. Dana Carvey was just on um, the Mark Maron podcast and he talks about we live in the hills and he actually runs up about three minutes from where we're recording up to Griffith Park a few times a week. Um, you know, the big uh, stand-up comic and he was on SNL for yeah. a million years um, and he just like charges so hard up that hill and he does it because he just has to like get rid of all his demons. So how can we sort of figure out like the healthy side of exercise versus it being a way to exorcise the demons. <laughs> well, what's really, I mean, what's really great in my fourth trimester workout is there's a calendar in there to help you pace yourself. And I think what is in there too is the fact that I'm there five months postpartum and I have two women behind me. One is eight weeks and one is 15 weeks postpartum. So you have camaraderie in that. You see these women going through it with you. And I do talk about why we're working out, like, why are we doing what mm -hmm. we're doing? It's to be a stronger mom. It's to be a stronger person so that we can do all the other things that we want to do. And I think keeping that as a mindful part of, of why, why you're working out, and mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Sitting back and saying, why am I doing this? Who is it for? I talk about that all Who the time. Who is it for? That's good. Yeah. 
Oh, that's really good. Who is it for? Yeah. I mean, I talk about all the time, all the time in that part of me is, has become, I would say, especially this past year, more content being in my quote unquote mom body opposed to my fitness professional body, because my reason for being fit and strong is 100% for a different reason. It's not to necessarily to be on camera. It's to, I have two boys. I can carry them both at one time sometimes. And that to me is far more important at this point in my life than, than anything else. And that keeps me content and keeps me from, you know, talking to my demons, as you say. <laughs> Were you shocked by how physical motherhood is? Because it blew me away when Sabrina was probably, what, eight months old before she started walking and she's getting bigger and bigger and you got to lug her in, you got to throw her into that middle car seat. I couldn't get over it because I was like, God, I'm in really good shape and I am exhausted. I mean, we also live on the side of a hill, but like (laughs) carrying, you know, the arm strength required to uh, lug these little adorable kettlebells around. Um, I say that to a trainer friend of mine all the time because push-ups are not as easy as they once were for me, Mm. even holding a plank. And I always say to him, this is so much harder than it ever was. Yet I feel like I'm just as strong as I was, but I think I'm just so overworked and fatigued in that area of my body from the stuff I do with my kids. Yes. So, yes, I was. I was also very shocked at how emotionally draining it was. (laughs) Because oh, I man. felt like I had done some pretty crazy stuff in my life, and I couldn't believe, and I think that's where the exhaustion is. At the end of the day, I'm not, my, it's not that my body needs to stop, it's that my mind. <laughs> so what was like one thing that came up for you that you were surprised by, or how did motherhood sort of rattle the cage a little bit uh, psychologically? <laughs> well, one thing in particular, I, so I had Landon at 32. And I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago. And everybody kept saying... So you're a late bloomer. Well, yeah, but I've been married for like seven years already. So everyone's like, Sarah, when are you going to have kids? And uh, I always said to everybody, because I'm so selfish. (laughs) And I'm not saying I'm not selfish at all anymore, but I think I've been extremely surprised at how selfless I can actually be. And at the end of the day... I have a, do I have a hard time accepting how selfless I am during the day? And I think that's the emotional draining part of it is at the end of the day, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I didn't do anything for myself today. And I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what, I, that's what I preach to my moms too. Is, I mean, that's what's so great about exercise. That's why I need to go do it. It's not because I need to burn a million calories. It's because it's the one thing I feel like I have to do just for myself. Uh, so I think that's a big part of, of me at the end of the day when I haven't had a chance to exercise is going, oh man, I didn't do anything for me, <laughs> which I guess quote unquote makes me a great mom. No, it's the opposite. <laughs> we got to change that, right? Uh, we can't be the martyr mom. No, no. And I, I know. And I don't mean it by that, but I mean, that's what I think people, people think, right? When you haven't done anything for yourself, you're being right. a good mom. That's how you. I know. That's the way that we've been sort of programmed. And right. it's not. And I, and obviously I don't think you're a martyr mom. I think you're a super hard charging mom. Um, I think that it'd be great if more mothers could see their time at the gym as self-care. Um, and I think that comes from figuring out the why for us. 
Like, why are we doing this for us? Oh, it's so I can be stronger. Oh, so it's, it's so that, um, you know, if you're not pregnant, that you'll have, you will probably have an easier pregnancy if you're in shape now. Man, it's a lot easier to get back in shape if you um, already have sort of the discipline. And I think it just takes time, right? And it's it's January, so this is the time when everybody is getting their gym memberships and they've got their New Year's resolutions. Um, but if we can stick with it, you know, you, um, I think you can become, I'll say, like a healthy addict. Like if I don't exercise um, at least four times a week, like I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And so there is a payoff. We're not totally insane. <laughs> Uh, I know that it doesn't feel good for a lot of people. And I was someone who, I mean, guys, I ran a, I ran a 12 minute mile in elementary school. Like I was probably like the second to last kid to finish. Um, so I would not say that I am a natural athlete by any means, but if you stick with it, it can really change your life for the better. You on your website, you have uh, the hashtag excuse proof your workout. So I want to throw out some excuses um, and then you can excuse proof them. Well, before you say that, I will say this. It's excuse proof for a reason because I actually hate the alternative hashtag of no excuses. Oh, why do you hate that? Because there are, there are legit excuses and excuse proof really to me, the difference is And that's why that specific workout that you're talking about, too, where I say excuse proof for your workout with this five minute workout and getting the mentality of something is better than nothing. And I mean, I have to tell myself this all the time. Um, The past two days, I have not worked out uh, primarily because I have been nauseous. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and And it just didn't feel good. I mean, I would say that's the biggest difference with this pregnancy is cardio is something that doesn't feel good to me, where with. My boys, I was jumping around like a jelly bean. Still really? Like, yeah. So you don't know the sex yet. I don't. But, but there it could been be some a girl. serious differences. It could also yeah. be that I'm older. Right. We'll find out Because <laughs> Liam enough. was a little different than Landon, and everybody said the same thing, because I don't find out with my kids until they pop out. Yeah. Uh, everybody's like, oh, I bet it's a girl. And I was like, or I'm just a little bit older. And now I'm even, right. <laughs> even older. older. So yeah. I think it could just be that. Um, Are you noticing the shortness of breath? Because I remember trying to go on hikes when I was pregnant with Sabrina. And I was just like, it was crazy. I was like panting like a dog. Yeah. And I was like, what, where I used to hike this all the time. No, I mean that baby, as I tell my oldest, cause he, he asked me the other day, mommy, if you run, which by the way, I'm not a runner. So I'm not even sure why you said that. <laughs> I'm like, so chase after you. That's when I run. Uh, mommy, if you run, will the baby just fall out? <laughs> I'm like, no, but that's a great question. You're like, uh, there's a thing called prolapse. And- yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? He'd be like, oh my gosh. Uh, but the other night I had to just lay on the couch and he was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? You know, what's wrong? I oh. said, I think the baby's just, you know, taking some stuff from me right now. And that's my explanation. It's just, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that baby's taking from you. That's true. Sorry, so I, 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 know, I didn't mean to ignore your question. No, so excuse proof your workout. So it's five minutes. So that it takes care of my first excuse, which is I don't have time. Uh, how about the one, well, that was your excuse for the past two days that I'm too nauseated from morning sickness? Well, most often, if you do start to exercise, some of that will get better. And I will say that for the very first like eight weeks of this pregnancy, when I went straight to the gym, that was like, I was like, oh my gosh, for one hour, I wasn't nauseous. 
Wow. If you can get yourself going uh-huh. and get there, yeah. I think that, w- or or whatever it is, clear out your basement or wherever you work out. If you can just get yourself doing something, I moving. do, I found at least that it's either that you're so distracted <laughs> that you're not conscious of being nauseous or I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe it actually does go away for a little bit. I'm not sure of the science on all that, but uh the, yeah, so if I use myself as the example for the past two days, that's why I don't think there's no excuses. Like, especially when you're pregnant, if your body is saying, if you are an avid exerciser, and that's who I'm preaching to with this one in particular, don't push yourself. Mm-hmm. If your body is saying on that particular day, I'm not up for this. That is, Pregnancy is not the time to push. It is the time to move, but well, it's not the time to push. Yeah, but in June, it'll be the oh, time yeah, to but, push. Until that moment. <laughs> uh, but that's why I do think exercise is so great during pregnancy is it gives you that willpower that you do yeah. need for a successful labor. Um, but, for sure. But yeah, I, that's, who I, that's who I do worry about sometimes is my, is my crazy exercisers. Right. Who are do or die. That mentality does need to go away for a little bit. Yeah, those we need months. to put it in check. And I say mm-hmm. that as, as one of those people. Put it in check, Ellie. <laughs> um, charge hard and then, put, you know, once you've got a little one. Yeah, and I knew that enough about myself. I guess, you know, the problem is during pregnancy, once you're like, oh, I'm nauseous and now I just need to take the time off. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden your first trimester you've taken off and it's harder to get back in once right. you're feeling good. But I know that enough about myself the past two days that I know when I'm feeling better that mm-hmm. I'll get back into it. Uh, so I don't, I don't worry about me. <laughs> I right. might worry about somebody else, but right, right. Well, this is also your job, yeah. so you will get back into yeah. it. Yeah, well, everybody else says that to me. I'm like, raise How do you stay so fit during your pregnancy? I'm like, I was shooting a DVD, right? But I did. I mean, in this DVD, in my pregnancy DVD, you all, I'm, I mean, I'm eight months pregnant, so I had to be at least 25 pounds heavier than I than I usually am. And in my fourth trimester workout, it was so important to me to actually film myself postpartum. Mm. And I had a long discussion with a friend of mine about, I'm not a sports bra girl. You will not see in any other video besides my fourth trimester. Sweat Unlimited, where I'm probably the most ripped up that I've been in a long time, didn't even put on a sports bra. But in the fourth trimester one, I did because I wanted everybody to see the correct way to engage your abdominals. Oh, so you're saying you usually cover your stomach. I usually am not. I I was imagining you topless. I am an Irish white girl. (laughs) I mean, I was imagining you topless. You're like, wow, that's why they won all those awards. So different. (laughs) No, I just mean, I mean, I'm like, and it's not anything. She didn't even wear a sports bra. Um, (laughs) But I I was saying I'm wearing a sports bra on that video. So you revealed your, yeah, that's great. So it's really revealing uh, and honest in that fourth trimester because I'm I'm really there with you. And, And the funny part about it too, which is a claim in terms of the exercises really work is I always joke that my abdominals were actually probably a little bit better those five months postpartum than they are. (laughs) Well, obviously things are different for me now at this moment, but then they were, you know, two years out because I was doing those exercises religiously. Sarah, you need to get back into your fourth trimester (laughs) exercises and get on that. Um, You declare, uh, that sounds so strong, but you describe yourself as a hands-on mom. So what does that mean to you? I'm in it. I, I would all, I, there are certain times when I am a hundred percent stay home mom. So a huge decision for me, I used to train celebrities and you went over my, all my Reebok stuff. I mean, I worked like a dog pre kids and a lot of my friends went the celebrity trainer route and 
have their own studios now and everything. And everybody always asks me why I didn't do that. And I don't know if it's because I was raised by a stay-at-home mom and my husband was or what, but, and I get emotional when I talk about this, um, because it was, it was a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big decision for me. I just feel like I always knew that's what I was going to do when the time came. And when I lived in New York, I was doing all these, you know, fun and, and cool jobs. My husband used to always say to me, like, how come you're like, why are you always searching for something better? He never, he also said to me, I don't feel like you're content. And he would tell you, see, I get emotional. Once I had my oldest son Landon, and that changed, I can't, that feeling. And he's always said to me, I haven't seen that part of you since, that I've been content. Where uh, do you feel that in your body? I feel it. Uh, well, I definitely feel it in my heart, but mm-hmm. I don't feel the anxiousness. Mm-hmm. That maybe I felt. It's also New York City is crazy, right? <laughs> so but I coincidentally me, moved out I west you. as I did that, but but it's but the, I totally hear you about New York, but LA is crazy too, and there's is, a yeah. lot of lot a lot of super restless people in Los Angeles, yeah, and everybody is chasing something. And I had um, the incredible Emmy winning actor Tony Hale on the podcast. He's got a children's book called The Next Big Thing where the character is always chasing after the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And um, because he was feeling that restlessness that you described and he had been on Arrested Development and he um, was like, this should be my moment. Why do I still have sort of, I won't say emptiness, but like a pull for more? Like, is this all there is? And uh, And yeah, there's something about our children. It's so bizarre. That like if we allow it to, um, it can fill us in this way and not in like a sicko way of like, well, my kids complete me, but like, no, it, it just sort of strips away all the BS. Yeah. No, that's a great way of describing it. I, Cause I get asked a lot too, like Sarah, what's your next project? And like, I, I really knew I wanted to have a third child and it, this getting pregnant this time definitely took a lot longer than it did with the first two again, I age. <laughs> But I wanted to say to people so badly, like, I want to have another baby. Like, yeah. That's my next project. Did you um, say you didn't say it, though? Uh, it depended on who I was talking to. Yeah. Um, you know, my close friends knew that that's what I wanted. But I, I find that to be interesting, too, in this world of not just being a mom. Like, why does there always have to be something next? Right. Right. Why can't we just. And also like, what are your numbers? I mean, I'm going to project onto you, but like, what are your YouTube views for your videos? Like all of that. I get that with the podcast all the time. Yeah. Well, how, what are your numbers? How many people listen? That's how people are getting hired now for work. I know. It's not because I'm a pre and postnatal expert. It's how many moms follow me, which is ridiculous. I know, because if we just paid enough for a publicist, <laughs> that would solve it. But then you're like, but then it's all a charade anyway, because you've paid a publicist so much that you can't afford the thing that you're doing. Exactly. If it's like, then because it becomes this do. like emperor yeah. has no clothes. It's um, a constant exercise for me to go back to like, well, why am I doing this? Um, because the growth for Atomic Bombs has been totally organic, 100% organic. And um Constantly going back to like, well, this is about the conversations between awesome people. Like, how lucky am I to get to sit across from you today? How lucky am I to get these emails from these mamas who like share their important work and like what moment in an episode touched them? Like, okay, that's what matters. 
kind of in the same way that our kids, like it just strips away the BS. Like if we can focus on the right thing, then we're so much less anxious. Yeah. And I talk about that in my blog too, because I do have those moments a lot of, of not actually wishing that I was working more of like, maybe I just want to stop and be with my kids full time. And then literally as I have that moment, I'll get an email of somebody that was like, thank you so much for your DVD. Mm. You helped me fix my diastasis or, or or help me stay fit during my pregnancy. It'll be something like that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't stop what I'm doing. Like I'm making a difference. Yeah. Even if it is in small ways. Yeah. And that's all that, that should be what that's, I think what originally we were all chasing after was like making a difference. And then social media. Some of us, exactly. (laughs) And then it was like all about making a difference. And then it seemed like that some of us are making a difference. um, But we're still like, running over hurdles, jumping over hurdles, trying to like, yeah, attain well, this thing. It doesn't matter. You're I, right. It is social I often media. I think about um, when I had my first son and I was putting together expecting more. And I say to my husband all the time, like, I felt like that was such a, I mean, I had a big project, but it was so chill. And then I think back, there was, Facebook had just kind of mm. started. There was no Instagram. There was no I Facebook know. Live. I know. There what is it now? I was looking at Facebook Live yesterday. And I was like, uh... I'll start doing Facebook Live for Tom and Moms. I probably will try, and like one person might show up. That's my goal in the new year too. And it'll be my babysitter that I'll pay to like (laughs) show up on Facebook Live to write little comments that I can respond to. (laughs) It's um, yeah. Sometimes we, it's like it's not about the work anymore. It's about all the things around the work, and that's kind of yeah. Well, and that's what I would say to new moms too is. You can get caught up in all of that when we were talking about the weight loss post-pregnancy. Honestly, if you can, if you can get off social media completely post-pregnancy for a few months, do that or at least just unfollow all the stuff that's not motivating you. Ooh, that's good. Because And anything that you're comparing yourself to. Yeah. I just did a YouTube video on three tips for new moms and that was one of them was, was do not compare yourself to these celebrities who have, I know I've worked with these people. They have trainers and they have chefs and they have full-time nannies. They probably have a nanny for each kid. I mean, it's, they have all the time in the world to get their bodies back and to, to do all of that. Yes. And make it their number one priority. But then we see them on the magazine cover. Uh, Gotta love LA. (laughs) So happy to be raising a family here. Okay, so on that positive note, uh, everybody, welcome to 2017. It's going to be an amazing year. We are going to focus on the important things. We are going to shed the crap that gets in our way and gets in our head. Um, We are going to get in shape for our health and for our children to see us and our power and so that we can carry all those bags of groceries and carry our kids and um and so we can feel good about ourselves um and let's uh let's make a pact i want to know what you guys are what are you doing i send me an instagram of you on a walk just the little things like just 5 minutes how about today 5 minutes well thank you so much sarah haley for helping us kick off this new year uh, kick it off in, in the right direction. Everyone can go to sarahhaley.com to find her YouTube videos and her blog and her DVDs. 
uh, Sarah needs to use my bathroom now because she's pregnant, everybody. <laughs> um, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, itunes.com backslash Atomic Moms. You've got over a hundred episodes, as I mentioned before. Uh, listen to them, share with friends, and don't forget to tune in next week. Until that time, see, I can't not say it. Until next week, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock on, Atomic Moms. Atomic Moms.